Hello, everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying, skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. The following is an Auburn Network production. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the Tuesday edition of The Drive. Hope everybody doing well. Man, another just gorgeous day. So gorgeous that uh, we were doing we were doing yard work most of the day. But no, I mean, if you're going to have to do it, the great weather because it's not too hot, not too humid. So hope everybody doing well. Dan has, uh, let's see, Dan's on the road today. Uh, where did he say they were playing? I've forgotten. Uh, I think it was Arkansas. Uh, May I, I, thought, I thought they were headed to Arkansas. thought they were headed maybe to Jonesboro, I believe. Um, but anyway, he'll be gone today and tomorrow. Coach Don Dunn back in the studio. Yeah, that's what I thought. Arkan- yeah, so Arkansas State, they're on the road there today and play there tomorrow. He'll be back on Thursday. So, uh, Don, great to have you back in. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. So, uh, you, you were telling me uh, – you're telling me Donna was was putting out pine straw today. Oh yeah, she can't wait. Uh, she gets uh, the itch about about the end of uh, January. Well, especially when the weather gets a little yeah, nice yeah. and it looks like this for a few days, it feels like oh yeah, spring. So we got a bunch of the coming the rows now. Instead oh yeah, of the bales. That's better too. Yeah, it's a lot better. She says, I don't know, I don't mess with it. I, I, she's the expert on the pine straw. Well, I let uh, older son usually yeah. usually gets that, yeah. and then uh, I'll let him know that I, I need some. Right. Now, now I thought I had a brilliant idea in the fall because we've got a ton of pine trees, mm-hmm. um, and we had a couple of areas where there was just straw, not a lot of you know, not sticks or anything like that, and uh, raked it up, and I thought, all right, I'll keep this. I will use this in the spring. You know what I didn't think about? Uh, keeping it uh, from from getting too moist. Mm. Um, I got it, and I bagged it, and I should have done something with it. I, uh, I'll, I will figure that out at some point. But I went and got the bag today, and I went, you know, things in bag usually, and it's like, yeah, it was black and wet. <laughs> so it's like, oh, well. I will need pine straw as well, but uh, that's that's for another day. But anyway, yeah, it's it's uh, great weather to be outside if you get a chance, and it is great weather for baseball tonight over at Plainsman Park, Auburn, with uh, the three and and0 start after sweeping Eastern Kentucky, hosting UAB tonight, and that's a six o'clock game over at uh, Sanford Stadium, Hitchcock Field at Plainsman Park, and. We gave away a couple of pairs of tickets yesterday. Good friend of the show and personal good friend, Tex, Mm -hmm. has a pair of tickets. He's not in town, unable to use those tickets tonight. These are really good seats. They are behind home plate, um, just about midway down from the press box 
to the concourse. I mean, really good seats. So if you would like a pair of tickets for tonight's Auburn UAB game, you can just call in on the drive hotline presented by Skybar, 334-321-1390. First person we will set you up. We'll get you in contact with Tex, and he can um, email or message you those tickets. So if you'd like a pair of tickets, really good seats for tonight's Auburn UAB game, then uh, just call in and let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. I mentioned the drive hotline number, 334-321-1390. You can also text us on the drive text box, and that is 334-564-1840. So a um, couple of ways where you can get through to us. If you didn't get a chance to yesterday, uh, we'd, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Auburn with a week off, and, and it's a it's very good time. Uh, after the the loss of Jalen Williams during that loss to Kentucky on Saturday. Auburn fortunate, though, that Jalen will not be out for the year. I don't think they're going to rush him. There, there's no reason to, you know, um, to try to force him back too quickly. The main thing is you want him as close to 100% for the postseason as possible. The question now is, how do you position yourself best for the postseason without one of your big guns in Jalen Williams? So, um, you know, we'd love to hear from you on that. Uh, big news today as the uh, college football playoffs have been slightly altered, but, I mean, it's something that had to happen. The, um, you know, the, the college football playoffs were set to take the Power Five champions and the top um, group of five champion and then six wild cards. But the um, with with basically the dissolution of the Pac-12 um, because right now they they don't know. I mean, uh, we're still waiting to see if the two teams left there can bring other teams in and they call it the Pac-12. They they just go join the Mountain West. Uh, I mean, whatever they're going to do, it's not going to be the same Pac-12. But uh, because of that, we're now going to the top five ranked conference champions and then seven wild cards. So they're not even saying a group of five or whatever. It is just the top because because what happens if there are two group of five conferences that are more highly ranked than the conference champ of one of the other major conferences. So you've got the SEC, the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Big 12. You have those four, and they should, that should put those conference champs in every year, but there's no there's no absolute guarantee because before it was going to be the Power Five conference champs. Now it's sort of taken away the automatic bid to a Power Conference champion. So, I mean, you, you could have a situation where you may have a very highly ranked team that loses to a team that's not highly ranked in the conference championship game. Then that would open up the possibility for another um, group of five or another smaller conference champion to be able to get in. But it also opens up another wild card. There are now seven wild cards mm. available. So I like that. I think it's something that just made a lot of sense for 
um, college football to do. I, I mean, it still gives you the possibility of having multiple teams, and I mean three or four teams from one conference if it's good enough to make the playoff. Yeah, uh, it's exciting news. I, I, I like it too, Bill. Uh, seven wild cards, that's, that's quite a few number, but uh, I think it's good for the sport. Uh, gives, like you said, some people in the same conference that have multiple uh, playoff teams. Yeah, well, I mean, it gives you that opportunity in case you're at a conference where there are at least three really good teams, right. two of them play for the conference championship, right. and you'd think, oh, well, it's going to be tough for that third one. Or it might be tough for the team. Just think, if, if there are three really good teams, one of them is going to lose in the conference championship game, and you'd, you'd sort of hate to see a team that's good enough to be highly ranked, make it to the conference championship, lose that, and loss. then be bumped out. Right, correct. That would allow a team like Auburn in uh, 2017 to be able to make it after losing to a team like Georgia in the conference championship. Right, right. Yeah, that, that's good. Real good. I like that. Yeah, so we, we'd love your thoughts on that. Anything you want to talk about sports-wise – here on the Tuesday edition of The Drive. We're going to uh, see if we can check in with Andy Burcham. Of course, he's got baseball play-by-play tonight for the Auburn-UAB game. And, you know, we, we may, we've we been talking about, you know, maybe um, maybe moving him a little bit because baseball is going to play basically every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And we've had Andy on Tuesdays through football in the early part of basketball season. We may have to find a better time, something that, that fits his schedule a little better. Hopefully we've got enough uh, – we, we have time to at least spend a segment with him here in hour number one. And then uh, Jake Crane from Crane & Company will join us in hour number two. The rest of the time, again, we're wide open. Don't forget, uh, in case you missed, right at the top of the show, we have a pair of tickets – for tonight's Auburn UAB baseball game, 6 o'clock. Going to be a little cool, but hey, it's it's February the 20th. It is much, much nicer than uh, than, than, than it is many, time, many years uh, on this date. So if you'd like to see some baseball, the Tigers aren't in town this weekend. They're headed out to Jacksonville for a tournament. So uh, if you'd like to see some, some baseball, uh, then just call in. We will get you in touch with Tex and he can get you those tickets electronically. Again, 334-321-1390. That's the uh, Drive Hotline, sponsored by Skybar. Or text us on the Drive text box, which is presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. And that's 334-564-1840. We'll get to our first break of the afternoon. Love for you to join us here on the Tuesday Drive. Attention, Lord. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Tuesday afternoon. Bill and Coach Don Dunn, Drew at the controls here on this gorgeous Tuesday afternoon. Well, a um, mixed news. Congratulations to the Auburn High School girls knocking off Foley, advancing to the Final Four in games that were heard on W. Lee a little earlier today. Um, that was the, the first game of the doubleheader there, the Auburn High boys in a game that uh, – 
uh, wrapped up not too long ago. Uh, a tough loss to Central. Man, those teams, uh, they're, just, they're always playing for the opportunity to make it to the Final Four, it seems like, in, in basically every sport. This time, Auburn falling by two to Central, and uh, so they end up the season two and two against each other. But this is the one that, that keeps the season going for the, uh, the Red Devils and uh, the Tigers uh, with a chance to, to win it with a late three. Would not go, and they fall by two to Central up in Birmingham. So um, the Auburn High girls will be back for the uh, Final Four. And uh, the, the Auburn High boys, a tough, tough way to end the season, but uh, they've got a good bit of talent coming back. Yeah, that's really become a rivalry. Man, uh, no kidding. You know, it used to be Opelike, and it still is. Oh, but, yes. But now it's every every football game, every basketball, baseball, it's just – down to the wire and and really really good games and and one or two points like you said each time yeah so uh um we will uh, uh we'll move on yeah baseball baseball is up next as we said we have a couple of tickets tech our our good buddy tex uh with a pair of tickets he's not going to be able to uh to be in town he's not in town today but uh, he can transfer those tickets electronically. If you'd like a couple of tickets to the Auburn UAB baseball game tonight, you can just call us on the drive hotline, 334-321-1390. Drew will get you the contact info. You can get in touch with Tex. Tex can get you those tickets electronically. Like I said, these are really good seats. Sat there uh, for part of Saturday's game to uh, chat with, with Tex and the folks there behind home plate. I mean, these really good seats. Uh, almost directly behind home plate, about midway up from the concourse toward the press box. So if you'd like to have those uh, seats for tonight's game, just give us a call. We'll set you up and uh, get those passed along to you. Um, Just uh, heard back from from Andy Burcham. We'll have Andy on tomorrow um, as he's getting ready for baseball tonight against UAB. And there is no midweek game in basketball. So we'll have him on tomorrow and we'll see if we can – Uh, come up with a consistent time now that baseball season's going. Because the way it works in baseball is you play weekend series and you used to see a lot of midweek games played on on Wednesday. But now with uh, quite a few of the weekend series because of television moved to Thursday, Friday, Saturday, your midweek games are more likely going to be on Tuesday because you want any pitchers that throw midweek – to be able to help you maybe for, you know, for an inning or two on the weekend. If they throw Wednesday, it's really tough. Tuesday gives them a little more time to recover from that. So um, so we'll get Andy on tomorrow. Donna will be back in tomorrow. Uh, Jason Caldwell will be uh, joining us as well. We should have a, uh, a full house in here tomorrow. Right now it's just uh, Bill and Don with, with Drew at the controls. Love for you to join in. We'd really like to get some comments from people. Do you, you know? Do you have much uh, comment? Is, is there? Do you feel like there's really anything significant to the announcement today from the college football playoff, moving from six automatic bids to five uh, bids? And they're and they're not even like I was saying a while ago. They're not even as automatic as they used to be because it was going to be the five the the power five conference champs mm-hmm. and the top group of five champ were automatically in. Now they're just saying the five highest-ranked conference champions. So 
Uh, I mean, cra- I guess you know, I guess it's even possible if you had a couple of upsets in conference championship games, you might get two or three. Right. Of the smaller conferences, the AAC, the MAC, the mm-hmm. you know Mountain West or whatever, you may get some of their champions in there, and that's one thing. Uh, and Donna, I'd, I'd love for you to talk about this. That's one thing that I've heard some people, you know, complaining about. It's like, uh, well, they don't know that those schools deserve to be in there. Well, when you, if you're all still, you know, until until you see the power schools break away from the NCAA. And you've got 120 schools or so that are called Division One. I, I think you've got to at least give them the shot of being there. I'm not saying that they're going to pull a lot of upsets if right. they do, but I don't think you should penalize them if they do what you know. You know, if they take care of the business, they have to take care of. Yeah, I agree with you. And most of them do play one or two, what you call big schools, big time games. Uh, but you know. Myself coaching in both leagues, you know, the SEC and Conference USA and Big Sky and all those smaller conferences, yeah, you, it's exciting. You want that opportunity. Will you beat those teams? Probably not. But if you've taken care of business, like you said, during the year, if you go 12-0, 13-0 with a championship game, then I think you deserve a shot. You know, one of the things uh, Dan and I have talked about, and, and I, I like the idea, it – it, it would need to be if the top 50 or 60 schools decide to break away. You know, I mean, if the uh, – we've talked about the advisory committee that the SEC and the Big Ten are, are putting together and things like that. And if they decide that they're going to go do their own thing, I think it would be great to have a smaller school playoff. Yeah. A, you know um, – when it, when it was Power Five, Group of Five, right. a Group of Five playoff for a championship, I would watch that probably more than I than I watch a lot of the bowl games now. Yeah. I'd watch to see well who's the best of those schools, right. and I think I think you could take those and make bowl game a lot of the bowl games more interesting. They would mean something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, yeah, if if it, if it comes to that, I agree. That would be an excellent idea because if you look, uh, you still have your like I still call it one double A, like your uh, Montana States, right, and uh, uh, North Dakota State. They still have those playoffs. You know they play up through December. Sure, and then they have the national championship game right before. Uh, I think it's the Saturday before the the big national right. championship. But yeah, that's a great opportunity for those kids. They deserve that. And that would be a great idea if we do branch off and we have a super conference and then let those other guys have a playoff and uh, connect it to the bowl games. Yeah, I mean, uh, because I I just wonder, I mean, it seems to me that once we get to, and it's it's now, now that we're in the 12-team playoff, how much less the bowl games even are going to mean than they have. And it's the only – the only thing that I mean that first of all it's it's uh, TV filler for the networks and it's it's uh, um, game it's well it's 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 ad it's uh, you know ad sales but it's gambling yeah gambling is 
yeah. is the reason that that those ball games are paid attention to at all. Right. And a lot of them, it's not because anybody cares about those teams. It's just what they've got riding on those <laughs> on <true>. those teams. <laughs> so, I mean, it would be great to put something in it where yeah. it would be, oh, you you sort of start following uh, a dark horse mm-hmm. or something through – through the, the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, I agree. That, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, we'd love your thoughts on that. I mean, give us your thoughts on the new announcement today that we're going to have the top five conference champs and seven wild cards. <laughs> I mean, uh, what we ought to do is uh, take a look at um, just the last couple of years and see how things would have worked. There. Yeah, Because with seven wild cards in there, uh, it, it's – I can't imagine a year when you wouldn't have had at least three SEC teams for sure in the twelve team playoff. Yes, for sure. Uh, yeah, that'd be interesting to go back the last five years and look look at who came in fifth. Yeah, it didn't make the playoff. Yeah, well, any anybody that came in, I mean, if if you're if you're 10. in the top if you're in the top twelve for yeah, sure, you're in. Uh, that well, you've got a chance. Now that's right. one thing they're not saying. That, I mean, because you're saying the top five conference champions, mm. Mm. you may have some teams outside the top 12 that are in there. So you're going to have some – you're probably going to have some top 12. Now, hopefully it's not a lot of top 10 teams because that would really – that would create a firestorm. Ooh. I mean, if you finish in the top 10, you don't make the 12-team playoff. <laughs> It's going to happen. Yeah. I guarantee you it's going to happen. It'll be interesting. 25 minutes after 4 o'clock, let's get to the drive hotline sponsored by Skybar, 334-321-1390. And Matt is up first. Hey, Matt. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, two thoughts on what you're talking about as far as the playoff. Um, the top four teams get a buy. Is that right? Yes. So that puts them in a huge advantage. So you still want to be in the top four. But one of those is going to be a conference champion what you're saying. I mean, one of those left out would be a conference champion, right? Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily. The highest, the highest rank. The because highest because rank right now, the Pac-12, uh, we don't know We don't know what the Pac-12, if there's even going to be a Pac-12. Are they going to be able to bring the other schools in and call themselves the Pac-12? So, I mean, you've got the SEC, the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Big 12. Those are, so, your, those are your four major conferences right now. And you would think – that they would normally be getting the buys. So if a team, let's say a team doesn't, like SEC team doesn't win the championship, but they get in, then they will have to, but maybe they play in the championship game and lose. They'll still be playing SEC championship game, right? Right. So that would mean to win the whole thing, they will have to play 16 or 17 games. 16? 16, that's I believe. It's, for, I, that's I, a lot of 18 to 20-year-olds. That's a lot of games. Oh, it is. I'm, I'm not a it is. And, and that's one of the things, one of the things that, that I've heard is, why do we need conference championship games? You don't except for the money that's involved in them right now. And, and those the conferences really want that championship game. TV really wants that championship game. But no, there's really no huge advantage to playing in it because if you're two teams that are highly ranked, if you're going to do it like the SEC does, take the top two teams and play them, they're already going to be in the 12-team playoff. All they're playing for is to to be able to hang the conference championship banner. And possibly get the bye. So, I mean, True. I guess True. That's, to me, that just puts a lot of, that's a lot of, lot of games played. I hate to sound like an old man, but... I think, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of injuries. I don't know if they need to uh, expand, you know, 
professionals do it, but they're pros. And, and uh, I guess we're getting closer and closer to the to the pro sport, you know, being the way it is now. Um, do you think they will, as far as red shirts, make it so red shirts can play more games and still remain, keep their red shirt if they're playing a lot of games? That's a good question. What One thing, again, one thing that, that I've, I've been a proponent of for years is just let them play five yes. and don't worry about red shirts. Just let them play five if they're healthy enough. I mean, if they're good enough, they're not going to be around five years. Uh, if, if they are, that would, that would, you know, stop a lot of the, oh, we've got to hold this guy out here. We don't need him there. If they're good enough to play, let them play for five years. Yes. I, I agree with that, and I think the COVID year situation COVID. showed that you can manage a roster oh, yeah. with right. guys sort of hanging around, and you can still bring in people to compete. And, um, yeah, I think uh, I think that's a great idea, but it makes too much sense. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Again, they haven't asked me. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate Thank the you. call, Matt. Yeah, great stuff. I mean, it brings up some really, really interesting points. Uh, the, yeah, how many games are they playing? Um, I mean, hey, I'm a proponent. Uh, I, I'll tell you this. Let's go ahead and get to 16. I understand giving the top four teams buys. I mean, you're going to have, you know, you, you've got the first round games being played at home. Then the, then the first, it's, it's some, it's sort of, it's sort of a way of evening things out. If you play the first round games on home sites, then the teams that get buys really don't get to play at home, but they got a week off. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you get something if you're one of the top eight. You're either getting to play at home a first round, or you're getting a buy mm-hmm. into into the second round. So, um, some really interesting points there, Matt. Appreciate the call. We'd love your thoughts. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That's the drive hotline. Uh, join us here on the Monday. Excuse me, Tuesday drive. <laughs> 067 online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this. Yes, it is Tuesday. I'm, I'm sorry about that. I, uh, I, I guess not having to get up and go into the office every day makes it makes it difficult. But I should I should never forget. I mean, I, hey, I was I was here yesterday, so yeah, it's it's uh, definitely the Tuesday edition of the drive. Bill, Don, Coach Don, Don here in the studio. Got Drew at the controls, and we're going to head back to the uh, drive hotline sponsored by Skybar again. That number three three four three two one thirteen ninety. And John is up next. Hey, John. Hey, good afternoon. I was just going to. So the wife and I went to uh, Auburn on uh, Saturday to watch the uh, Tigers play Kentucky, and uh, kind of left disappointed. Oh yeah, but, uh, you, you, that, that was <laughs> the, quite quite a crowd of uh, disappointed folks. Yeah, uh, defensively we played well enough to win. We held them to seventy, and I think they averaged eighty-eight or ninety. Yeah, they averaged close to ninety. So I mean, that should be more than enough. Uh, the, the the amazing thing was that Kentucky, who had really struggled defensively only allowing 59, or Auburn only able to hit enough shots to score 59. Yeah, we, it was like uh, God did not want Auburn to win that game because we couldn't hit water if we'd have fell out of a boat. Uh, no, Auburn, had, Auburn had some really open looks. I did think, though, John, that they they took more shots from a distance than uh, than we normally see. They, they didn't really attack the basket the way I expected them to. They settled for mid-range jumpers a lot and an awful lot of threes. 
even though even though quite a few of them were open. Yeah, they had a couple of them that were uh, easy layups, or you know, uh, to, in my opinion, that they would have easily laid in under the goal. They kicked back out for a three that went for naught, uh-huh. it was uh, rebounded by the other team. But uh, yeah, I was disappointed, but uh, and really disappointed to see uh, Jalen go down. So hopefully, he can overcome that energy injury and finish up his uh, career strong in the postseason. Yeah, good to hear that that he was out there at practice and uh, uh, you know. Uh, being a, being a part of it with the team yesterday. But other than that, like I said, hopefully uh, we can get our groove back and uh, win uh, two or three of these last remaining games and uh, get us a decent seeding in the uh, tournament. But uh, other than that, I appreciate y'all's time. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the call, John. Yeah, it was – I mean, there's no way around it. I mean, it was it was so disappointing. Auburn had been playing so well at home. And um, – you know, I mean, they had won every they'd won every ball game at home by double figures, every single ball game at home by double figures, until that uh, until that game the other night. I knew I knew Kentucky was they are very very talented. They always are. I mean, Kentucky's not going to field a team. I mean, unless unless they are hit with like something similar to the death penalty where they can't have any scholarships, Kentucky's going to have talent. Yeah, they. Uh... They played probably their best game, no doubt, especially defensively. And I think, uh, <laughs> hate to say this, but that big win we had on against South Carolina, I just hope we didn't, you know, keep thinking about that too long. You know, I heard, but Bruce, I heard Bruce on Tiger Talk last Thursday saying something that you hear a lot of fans say. Mm-hmm. He said, as we kept making shot after shot. He said, I've thought about this in baseball. I've heard you talk about it in baseball. Save some of those for Saturday. Right. And he was and he was having fun with the crowd on right. Thursday, but he was exactly right. I mean, yeah. Auburn Auburn shot over 60% on Wednesday night against South Carolina, and then they turn around and they can't hit anything. Yeah. Open shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I, I still thought some of them maybe a little longer, but, I mean, Auburn's a better shooting team then, uh, look, Kentucky got after him a little early, I thought. Mm-hmm. But then I think Kentucky just said, all right, let's see if you can make shots. Right. And Auburn couldn't. So, I mean, it averaged out that over the two games, Auburn shot 45%. Mm-hmm. But uh, it doesn't work as well when it's 60 in one game and you win by 40, and then you shoot 30 in the next game and you lose big. So, yeah, uh, so, so yeah I mean, hopefully it all, you know, it, it all evens out. And it is crazy. It's not usually one of those things where, well, if you score 50, you know, if it's baseball and you score 17 in one game, uh, you're, you're worried about getting shut out the next game. But it did, it did <laughs> right. sort of feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, you know, the, the interesting thing now is how, um, you know, how Auburn adjusts without Jalen Williams. Uh, who is counted on? or who can and or will step up to fill that void. I mean, the the most likely person, I think, is Chaney Johnson. Mm-hmm. Chaney's had some uh, tendencies to, to, to get in foul trouble at times, but he is extremely athletic. Right. Uh, but it's his time now. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, you know, the opportunity is going to be there. I mean, Auburn needs somebody to – Take the pressure off Janai down low. They need, you know, someone else. And and Chaney's a guy having having been six three coming out of high school. He's he's a guy that's grown from a backcourt to a frontcourt player. 
someone else who should be able to get involved with that inside out, get the ball into him. If he's not open, kick it back out, find the open, find the open man. But Auburn, Auburn's got to find somebody or a combination of players to be able to do what Jalen has done. I know, I know at times Jalen will, you know, you won't notice him for a while, but I mean, he is so important to this team and, it's been a situation when he plays well, it's when Auburn plays their best. And now he's not going to be out there for at least a few games. Uh, will Auburn will Auburn make some shifts? I know Dan was talking yesterday um, about uh, wondering about the possibility of Janai, Chad Baker, Mazzara, and three guards. That would really have you light uh, there because even though Chad is 6'7", he's a, he's a spindly mm-hmm. 6'7". Right, and I, you know, I don't know about him going against some of the you know stronger power forwards. There may be times when you could do something like that because that would allow you to move uh, Denver Jones perhaps to the three, um, you know, and 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 try to try to have him out there. But it really sounded like you know Bruce was saying, hey, it's going to be Cheney and Chris going to get the work there at the four. Leor is going to be counted on for more. There at the at the three, along with Chad, we'll just we'll just have to wait and see. And that's why, again, I think it's um, if you know if you when you have somebody go down like that, you you may need a extra a little extra time. And that's why this is a good time for Auburn to have that that open midweek right. to see uh, what they can do and try to get uh, try. And, and if they're moving some guys around, give them a little time to get comfortable with it. I mean, I know there have been a lot of different combinations this year, but there may be a couple that we haven't seen that this will give them a chance. Then it also, uh, it Georgia has no idea what Auburn's going to try to do to to uh, right. to to combat the loss of Jalen Williams. Yeah, it's a great uh, uh, time for us to have an open week, uh, like you said, to give these guys a, ch- a chance to gel together. I know Coach will come up with a good plan. And I think we'll respond. Uh, sometimes it takes a, you know, a little setback or an injury to bring everybody together. Uh, you know, it'd be a tough road because all the games are tough on the road. But uh, be interested to see what we come out with next Saturday. Yeah, and in the meantime, uh, we've got a a few games on tap. Um, starting starting with a, a couple of games tonight. Uh, around the SEC, you've got Arkansas at Texas A&M and Tennessee at Missouri. Uh, I mean, man, that Arkansas A&M game preseason, I think everybody thought, wow, this could be this could be a huge game right now. Arkansas 3-9, yeah. and nine, A&M 6-6. Six and six. I mean, that's, that's just crazy. crazy. crazy and crazy. Tennessee should move to within a half game of Alabama. Um, before the tide plays tomorrow night, hosting Florida, mm-hmm. Tennessee should be able to beat Missouri. Missouri, of course, yeah. still looking for their first conference win. O and twelve. That is unbelievable. It really is. With the year they had last year. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You never know. Other games now. The games tomorrow night in the SEC. I mentioned the hu- a huge one is Florida at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama has has really been playing well here. A win there. Uh, is, would be very important because they go to Lexington Saturday. Mm-hmm. So that's yep. that's what Alabama has on tap for this week. Uh, other games, Kentucky uh, is at LSU. Look out there. Right. 
look out there. Yes. Uh, LSU is a talented team as well, and uh, they're just 5-7 and seven in league play. But I just wonder, with as many young players as Kentucky has, and after the big win over Auburn and Alabama coming in Saturday – this is one of those crap games. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that'll be tough for Kentucky. Yep. Um, Georgia is at Vandy and Ole Miss at Mississippi State. Rivalry. Yeah, those are the other games on tap for tomorrow night. Mm. So, uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, Auburn getting the, the midweek off. Everybody will, will have the same number of games played by the end of this weekend. Everybody will have played – 14 conference games, and and all the teams play each of the last two weeks. All right, speaking of basketball, mentioned a little earlier that the the Auburn High School girls knocked off Foley. They have now advanced to the Final Four, while the boys lose a tough one to Central. We're going to talk with Jack Hudden, the uh, voice of Auburn High basketball. On the other side, he's on his way back from Birmingham. So we'll check in with Jack when we come back here on the Tuesday Drive. The Edward Via College of Osteopathic Medicine in- on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Tuesday afternoon. Beautiful day to be out and about, uh, and uh, uh, and we and we mentioned there is a baseball coming up tonight over on uh, Wings ninety four three five forty five the airtime six o'clock first pitch. Um, one more time, this will be the last time we mention it. Uh, if if you'd like a pair of tickets for tonight's ball game, uh, Auburn baseball game against UAB, text. Not able to be here for the ball game tonight, and his two seats behind home plate, about midway up there uh, between the concourse and the press box. Um, he's, you know, he'll, he'll let those go to somebody who is interested. If you'd like those tickets, just call in, let us know, and we'll put you in touch with him, and he can get those to you electronically. Mentioned uh, it was a mixed day up in Birmingham for Auburn High School basketball. Uh, we're joined now by the voice of Auburn High School basketball, both uh, girls and boys, Jack Hudden. Jack, uh, big win for the girls, tough loss for the guys. Yeah, definitely, Bill. Uh, kind of a bittersweet day. Uh, you know, the girls start out with a bang. They they get this Foley team who, who actually was in the Final Four last year, uh-huh. uh, and they outlast them. 53-51 was your final there. Uh, Brooke Hallman and, and Soraya Daniels both with, with 18-plus points in that one. I think Hallman finished with 20. Uh, so got some really good production from the guards, and, uh, boy, they, they find their way into the second Final Four that they've been to in the last three years. So really excited about that one. Um, on the on the boys' end of things, though, it was just a tough day. Uh, Auburn started out in a 6 nothing hole and uh, never led in that one. Got as wow. close as two there in the third quarter, but just could not get past what I've been calling the stiff arm of, of what Central had out all day. Yeah, that's uh, so that that finished the season. What two and two against them? But I mean, this is the one that counts the most. That's it. Yeah, you uh, you get two wins uh, both on your home floor. Central gets the the one that was in Phoenix City, and then the neutral site game, of course, today. Um, you know, just I mean, still an excellent season for 
for the boys. Uh, you know, you got your your all-time single-season assist leader in Auburn High program history now. Uh, that's Jordan Franklin. He he graduates as, with that title, and so um, just a, a spectacular season for him. Um, you know, you look elsewhere. You got a couple other seniors on the team that are going to be missed. Adam Gonya, Bradley Pearson. They really kept Auburn in the game today. Hit some clutch shots there late, uh, and you, you thought that Auburn had a real chance there in the end, but just didn't go the, the boys' way today. So really excited for the girls, uh, but again, you know, tough loss for the boys and tough way to end the year. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we we got a couple of minutes, so um, all right, just uh, scout give scout the 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 Auburn girls as they get ready. Do you know who they're going to be playing in the Final Four? Yes, and so we just learned that information not too long ago. Um, and so Hoover uh, will be the hmm. first-round matchup for the Auburn High girls. So, yeah, just a cakewalk, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, Hoover, they'll have to go to, uh, they'll have to, go to, the, to the BJCC, so that'll be uh, in Birmingham on February 29th this year. Uh, that'll be at 6 o'clock, and I'm still working on whether, I'm not sure if we'll have the call for that or not. We're still working on that. Right. Uh, we know we'll be able to have some sort of radio broadcast. We just don't know who's going to be on it, and mm-hmm. so um, we'll be looking forward to that. But look, as you know, as a scout uh, for this Auburn high school team, I mean, I think that they've they've got a lot of firepower from the guard spot. Of course, um, you know the, the name that everybody will hear is Soraya Daniels, right. the the daughter of Auburn great Marquise Daniels. But I mean, you go through this entire starting five for the Tigers, and they've got some really impressive guard play. Brooke Holman. Um, is going to play college ball somewhere. She's a junior, uh, and she's going to have she's going to have a lot to say about who wins this game next week. Um, you got a couple of other really good players in Leah Tolls, who's a point guard, who's kind of come on this year and has really never been a scorer necessarily, uh, but she, she's been much more of a facilitator this year. She does that to an even greater extent, uh, and she goes above seven points a game, and so she's starting to you know produce on the offensive end. Uh, so I, I think the Tigers got a really good shot. You got some some good momentum today with uh, one of their post players, Avery Boley, who's just a freshman this year. Um, she's very she's coming on very strong over the last few weeks. Been able to make some tough buckets. Uh, been able to to get some good blocks on the defensive end. And so, you know, I, I think it's going to be a tall task against the Hoover team that obviously is very good. Um, but you know, I think the Tigers all season. They've ripped off some really good wins. You know, you, you go through area four. That's not that's not at all a cakewalk. No kidding. To use a phrase I used earlier, and uh, you just I think it's I think Auburn's got a good matchup here. I think they just got to play to their strengths, which is go at your guards um, and don't settle don't settle for jump shots outside. You know, take it into the paint and get all the way to the glass. Well, looking for that uh, opportunity there on leap day. Then over on the guys' side, uh, just talk a little bit about what uh, Coach Brandt. Uh, we'll have coming back, you mentioned some of the seniors, but just talk about the future. I mean, the expectations are, you know, Auburn's going to, uh, Auburn High is going to be competing year in and year out there uh, in, in this tough region. Yeah, I think for Auburn uh, the next year, you know, this central squad, to, to use them as an example, they've been to uh, two straight Final Fours now, and last year they were part of the state championship game. And so I think for Auburn, you know, the mold is there. The mold's just up the street. And I, I think the way to do it is you got to get some of these longer guards, much like an Auburn University that, that uh, 
you know, is kind of experiencing that pain right now. But mm-hmm. Auburn's starting to get longer at the guard spot. You, you look at Antoine Daniels, a six-five guard who who had fourteen today, uh, got in some foul trouble, and so. But I think he's going to be the guy that Auburn really lies on in the future. Uh, Tabari Allen is another one. He's a six-three, uh, kind of a guard-forward hybrid. Definitely going to be pushed more into guard duty next season, I would think. Uh, but he's another big-bodied guy that I think Auburn can rely on in the coming years. Um, so, I mean, look, you know, you win basketball game with good guard play uh, and compliments around you, and I think Auburn's got a lot coming back next year that's going to be able to to help them out in that. you got a couple of sophomore posts that will come up, one of them a 6'7 guy in uh, Trey Ross, and then another 6'7 guy in Jake Eccles. Uh, so they'll have a lot coming back down low. And, of course, from the guard spot, uh, if you can just keep that length and you can get some more scoring, Auburn will be set up for another deep run next year. There's no question about it with uh, Chris Branton. Yeah, well, an outstanding season has come to a, come to a, a tough end for the Auburn uh, boys, the Auburn girls, to play in the Final Four on Leap Day. Jack, really appreciate the update. Great job that you do of, of calling the games. Really appreciate uh, you spending a little time with us. Yeah, Bill, I appreciate it. It's fun to be able to call some games for your alma mater. Uh, that was, that's just pretty cool. So uh, I appreciate the time, and uh, you uh, make sure you keep Coach Don done. Make sure you keep him in line up there. I, I won't be in today to be able to do that. So make it, make sure to keep him in line. I, I'm doing my best. Uh, be safe, man. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. All right, Jack Hudden joining us. You hear the music playing? That means we're done with hour number one. Back with the second hour here of the Tuesday Drive. Come on in and join us. Capital of Alabama. This is the drive. The drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334 321 1390, toll free at 888 382 7502, or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome in to hour number two of the Tuesday Drive. Hope everybody doing well on this gorgeous Tuesday afternoon. It's Bill and Coach Don Dunn here in the studio. Dan on the road to Jonesboro, Arkansas, uh, where the uh, Troy women will take on Arkansas State tomorrow. He'll be back on Thursday, so we've got uh, somehow able to convince Coach Dunn to come in and put up with this craziness here for a couple of more days. Don, good to have you back. Thanks. Great to be here. So what's been going on at the uh, – you, you just uh, uh, get, getting ready for spring and stuff at the uh, Dunn household? Oh, yeah. Don has got the pine straw ordered. We, we got the whole driveway full of bales of pine straw, and I like sitting out there drinking coffee watching her put it out. <laughs> I'm the cook. Uh, She's the yard man. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Well, it's not quite the same. Not quite the same in my house. Uh, I mean, I just any. Uh, I, I I I appreciate anything my wife does to help me in the yard. Yeah, I'm but, just uh, the opposite. She does everything and. Uh, she enjoys it. Uh, now, 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 my wife is the – she's the, the planner, mm-hmm. I mean, for flowers right. and things like that. I mean, bigger – like shrubs, bigger things, that's mine. Right. But then upkeep, yeah. trimming, and all that kind of stuff is mine. Yeah, so. no, Donna does it all. I give her credit. I don't do anything in the yard hardly. Uh, we don't have a huge area of cutting grass and things like that, but we do have a – Pretty good size backyard, probably about an acre of wooded and 
Uh-huh. She's made the pass and has it really nice, and uh, she's she's good. Oh, that's well. The thing is, it's, it's you're so proud of it when when it all is. Yeah. And she you worries know, like fixed up, straightening everything. We've already got some blooms, believe it or not, on a couple of her, yeah. her uh, bushes. Well, uh, forsythias are yeah. blooming, and she you was know. worried about last night they were going to see fall daffodils off. out in yeah. a bunch of places. So yeah, I mean, but we're going to get some. That's, cold it's going to be cold. You know yeah. that. You oh, can yeah. count on it. Uh, it's going to be cold again. But uh, yeah, nice day today. We gave away those uh, tickets. Well, we gave away Texas tickets. Uh, sure, we're great at giving away other people's stuff. <laughs> no, uh, uh, congratulations to to Mike. Tex was going to be contacting him and uh, getting him those tickets for tonight's game. It's Auburn UAB over at Plainsman Park. UAB, I believe, won their opening series against Kennesaw State. Auburn, of course, swept Eastern Kentucky. And uh, this is this is an interesting one because you you get uh, usually you're going to get a look at some other arms that didn't uh, get an opportunity to throw this weekend. Maybe see a couple of other guys in the lineup. So should be interesting over at Plainsman Park this evening. Airtime 5:45. First pitch at six o'clock on Wings 94.3. And you know this will be uh, UAB's World Series. Yeah, it's whenever big, you get big it. for them, no question. When I mean, they, and yeah. and this, I mean, because this this is very big for them. If they if they're trying to make a postseason run, right. this would be a very big notch yeah, and for them. Those, all those schools want to beat uh, Auburn, you know. And and hey, I I, I appreciate the fact that Auburn plays yes, all yes, these schools. Yes, for sure. I think it's great. I'm glad that Coach uh, and the athletic administration plays the in school, uh, uh, the in state schools. Yeah, that's I a mean, big deal. No kidding. Um, so, so it's tonight, and then the then the Tigers head down to Jacksonville for a tournament this weekend before they're back uh, again next week. So Some good teams. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, well, I know Iowa and, yep. and uh, Virginia. I'm trying to think of. I saw it today, and I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm blanking on the the third team. Iowa. Uh, darn it. Uh, well, we'll look we'll, it up. <laughs> yeah, we'll look. We'll look at that in a little bit. Meanwhile, Auburn basketball with a week off, the midweek off, and that's a good time considering the Tigers lose Jalen Williams. You know, for a, for a period of time. Don't know exactly when he'll be back. I, you know, hopefully before the end of the regular season. But I mean, the main thing is to try to get him as healthy as possible for the postseason. Iowa, mm-hmm. Virginia. I had that. Somebody just texted yeah. me. Thought that there's a third school. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, Auburn will use this week to try to either come up with different combinations or get folks ready to to try to fill in for Jalen because he is one of the go-to guys on this team. And uh, he's the other guy, you know, in the front court along with Janai. It's going to make it even more difficult for Janai. We've seen him being double teamed lately. You know that Georgia's going to do it. Uh, and and, and uh, it would make sense for every team that plays Auburn to do that. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, he's He seems to be in great shape, physical conditioning. You know, I, I've watched him quite a bit, and he doesn't look like he gets tired at all. But still, that's a big burden. And I, I think that they will double up on him. Probably front him, back him, and uh, it's going to be interesting. But thank goodness we do have some time. We have you know this week off, and uh, uh, and Auburn will get back in action Saturday in Athens 
against Georgia. Now, there's some football news today and, and, and not insignificant football news, college football news, not just Auburn football news. The college football playoffs, which are expanding to 12 teams, voted unanimously, well, the, the directors today voted unanimously to change the requirements instead of six, um, the group of, the it had been the group of five conference champions and the top, uh, excuse me, the power five conference champions and the group of five top ranked champion. We're going to get six of the spots and there would be six at large bids, six wild card bids. <laughs> uh, well, today they voted unanimously just to take the top five ranked conference champions. Didn't say anything about power five, group of five, because now you're not going to have a power five with just, uh, uh, Washington State and Oregon State, the only teams left in, in what was the Pac-12, and we don't really know what's going to happen there. There are now four power conferences, and they didn't even say that the four power conferences would automatically get in, just said the top five ranked conference champions. So that means at least one group of five school is going to be in the playoff, and that opens up the possibility for more there. But I think it also gives you the possibility with seven wild cards, uh, it's surely going to make it easier for there to be up to three, maybe four teams from the best conferences, you know, example, for example, the SEC or the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. And I think it's a good move. I really do. It should. It's going to be an exciting year. It's going to be interesting what happens at the end of the regular season, who's jockeying for positions, who's got the opportunity, who has to win the last couple of games or win the uh, conference championship to be eligible for the playoffs. Yeah, so uh, so that's big. We, we talked about it, had a great conversation with uh, uh, with a couple of callers about it in the first hour and, and some other questions, you know, brought up as to, well, what does this mean? How many games? You know, talking about your, your top four teams are going to get buys. And you would think normally that's going to be your conference champions from the SEC, the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Big 12. But if the ACC or Big 12 are down, I mean, and it's going to be interesting now to see the Big 12, the newly configured Big 12 without mm-hmm. Texas and Oklahoma right. and bringing in the schools that they brought in, uh, you know, how, how they – um, pan out during the season, uh, who gets those first-round buys? It's hard for me to imagine that you'll ever see an SEC champion not getting a first-round buy because the SEC's not divisions anymore. Right. The SEC's just going to take the top two teams from the regular season and play them. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's, I, I can't imagine, Don, that even – the number two team in the SEC, if they win the conference title, they're not going to be one of the top four teams in the country. Right, no doubt. I, I think that would be very rare and yeah. almost unbelievable. Yeah, so so that is the the setup there. Uh, as, as I was saying a while ago, though, I mean, there are opportunities. First-round games are going to be played on home sites of mm-hmm. the, uh, the team seated five through eight. So if you can get into the top eight seeds, you'll either get a first-round game at home or a for or a buy, mm-hmm. so uh, so so that is that is very big. And the SEC, you look you're looking most years, the SEC has got at least three teams in the top eight. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I wonder if they will try, and they haven't really talked about this, to avoid having 
rematches early on, mm. you know, like in, in the, the first round or second round. I mean, they may may try to seed things so you because it would it would sort of stink if um let's just say, you know, whatever conference has two teams playing for the conference title, one then winds up in the top four, the other one is in the the next four. Mm-hmm. Uh you you'd, you'd hate for them to turn around and have to play each other like in 2 weeks. Right. Yeah, that's going to be I don't know how you avoid it though. Yeah. It's probably going to happen. Uh, because, I mean, even more likely what's going to happen is somebody who's 5 through 8 is going to be in the same conference as teams 9 through 12. Mm-hmm. And you want to you wanna at least um, have some interconference games, yeah. you know, not just have conference rematches in the first round. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> we'll, get, uh, we'll get some thoughts from, from Jake Crane on that. And much more a little later on. We'll talk to him at the bottom of the hour. You know, today marks one week till the start of spring practice. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, spring football is getting underway in one week. Looking forward. Man, looking forward to that. Uh, I, I know I mentioned, and I've been and, and, and I've been scolded a little bit for spending too much time talking about jury duty yesterday. But <laughs> I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned that I'll have that. And I won't be able to get over yeah, and and, uh, watch. and watch some of the practice or or any of the press conference because yeah. you know there's always a pre-spring press conference, yeah. and hopefully we've got some uh, spring viewing windows. Yeah, and and uh, see what I was planning on doing is dragging you over there too. Okay, I mean since since you said you you haven't, uh, we we we've, we've got to get we've got to get you in there and get yeah. through the facility. Right. I mean somebody who was uh, here coaching for a decade <laughs> should you know should should be over there and know yeah. his way around. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I cannot believe that next week spring football. Now that means they're going to take a week for spring break. Yeah. They'll practice next Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. Then they'll take off that next week for spring break. It's come back. Coming up, spring break. Yeah, spring break is March fourth. Good lord. Yeah, that's unbelievable. It really is. All right, three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That is the drive hotline sponsored by Skybar and Jerry is up next. Hey, Jerry. Hey guys. Um, what I read today was that uh, the way the Playoffs we're going to go is five versus twelve, six versus eleven. Right, you know that sequence. Sure, you'll take you'll take you. But what I'm wondering is, is do you think they'll try to adjust the seating a little bit? Uh, because it's not necessarily going to be your poll; it's going to be their poll. You know, the college football yeah. committee's rankings. I just have a feeling that they will they'll try to avoid having conference rematches there in the first round if they yeah, can that's probably true but kind of behind the scenes you know we'll move this team down the notch or move this team sure. up the notch. uh what other question i had does uh cam coleman play basketball well not uh not anymore because he's in school right now at auburn oh he's already gone yeah yeah he's gonna start spring practice next week I just wondered if he was on that team today. Now nah, he I know he had played some basketball, but uh no, he went ahead and graduated early and's been in school since January. Well, good deal. Glad to have him. Oh yeah. Looking forward I'm looking forward to watching him in practice. Um what was uh uh 
the injury to Jalen Williams? Just a strain? Or yeah, we really haven't gotten the details. Just know that it is, uh, it's not anything that's going to require surgery. So that's that. I would assume that that's what it is, a strain. Well, good. Uh, sure looks like Central's loaded up. Uh, well, they always are, Jerry. They, they always <laughs> are. A lot of athletes yep. in all sports, Jerry. Ooh. All right. Well, appreciate your show. Enjoy it. Appreciate the call, Jerry. Thank you. All right. We'll get to our first break right back with more of your phone calls here on the Tuesday Drive. This is Zach Alsterbrook with Alsterbrook Law Group, specializing in family law, criminal AU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Tuesday afternoon. Well, let's see. We, we're, uh, we're, we're become the, the ticket exchange here. <laughs> As uh, people that people that know my cell number are letting me know, um, I believe Earl's got four K Corner tickets for tonight. So if somebody would like a pair uh, of, of of tickets there in the K Corner, call in here and we will uh, we'll put you in touch. Uh, you know that we're not getting anything as the middlemen. Uh, we're just we're just trying to help help put people in some of the. Uh, uh, vacant spots over there at the ballpark for this evening. Auburn and UAB coming up at 6 o'clock, 5.45 the airtime on Wings 94.3. Let's get back to the drive hotline here. Oh, I do need to mention uh, we are in hour number two of the drive, and the second hour is brought to you as usual by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at Clinic. Dot com And we'll get back to the drive hotline sponsored by Skybar. And Mitch is up next. Hey, Mitch. Hey, guys. Uh, I wanted to wish uh, Sir Charles a uh, happy birthday. Uh, young 61 today. Wow. My sister's birthday tomorrow. It was Andy's birthday on Sunday, yeah. by the way. Yes. I was going to wish Andy a belated birthday today. But, yep. uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but getting back to this playoff, um I know the first the first round games or the higher seed is is the home team or going to play on campus. Now, when they get to the quarterfinals and the semifinals, are they going to incorporate what we call the New Year Six? Yes, bowls? yes, okay. that's when they do. So, yeah, there were some complaints from people going, "Well, it's sort of it's not really fair for those top four teams because they don't get to play at home." Well, they don't get they don't have to play. In the first round, so that's that's plenty of a bonus being able to stay at home and watch the other team scout who you're going to play. But I, I do like the fact that they at least let those next four seeds um, play at home. You know what I'd like, Mitch? Honestly, um, you're going to expand the playoffs. Go ahead and go to 16. I mean, um, you know, I mean, I, I heard some I heard some complaints about man, why should we even take champions from some of the other conferences? Well, in, in every other sport, you've got more teams. Uh, you've got more teams that are participating. Uh, nobody ever complains because you take the champion of the worst conference or division in football or baseball uh, in professional sports. Uh, nobody, nobody complains about that. So I don't think it would be the end of the world to go to 16. But, I mean, first, let, let's, let's enjoy the 12 for a little while. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to to the twelve, and um, hopefully you guys will get a chance to maybe uh, look at some of that. But I know you got Jake coming up next. But um, you guys were talking about yard work. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I've got a couple of azalea plants, and the one in my front yard. And I I took the picture, but it bloomed before then. Oh I yeah. Had, I had an azalea bloom before New Year's Eve. Wow. Mm-hmm. Down here, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got a few more now, it being February, but yeah, I took a picture on New Year's Eve of one single bloom on my azalea <laughs> plant out front. And I was like... Well, you are you are a little further south than we are, but still, that's that's still unusual. Oh, yeah. I, will, I, mean, I, will, I mean, we had frost this morning, so yeah, it's... You know, it's not that. I mean, I'm not in the keys like a buddy no. of mine, uh, but <laughs> no, you're not like in zone nine or ten. You're right, you're right. Uh. Yeah, yeah, I'm in pretty much in Lower Alabama. You know, mm-hmm. down in your neck of the woods, Bill. I mean, I know. So, but but yeah, it was it's, it's just crazy. You know about the the, the plants and stuff. Uh, even though it gets it's pretty cold down here, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I can feel you guys uh, now. I've got 15 acres, Ooh. but I have a tractor. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a handful. So yep. I understand about the whole yard work thing. It can it can take up a lot of your time. But that's all I got, guys. Yep. Again, and it, uh, happy birthday, Sir Charles, and y'all have a good one. I appreciate the call, Mitch. And you know, for some reason, uh, you know, each year it seems to take a little longer to get things done. <laughs> yeah. Just must just be the yard getting tougher. Right. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Tex is up next. Hey, Tex. Hey guys, thanks for the. Help. And uh, Mike's taking his son to the game. Good. I think that's pretty cool. Great. So, yeah, I know. That's I what Tex usually Tex usually going. likes to try to give his tickets away to, uh, you know, to uh, somebody taking their 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 child to the game. Yeah, a, a, girl, a son or a daughter. If I didn't say that, that's why I said child, Tex. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble with the boss. No, no, no. Hey, uh, a couple. Originally today, I was going to complain about Saturday and has nothing to do with the basketball game. Uh, but also, I want to compliment Auburn's transfer ticket system this year with that app. Makes it way, way easier. I have not year. tried that. I've just I've, I've figured a couple of other ways. I hadn't, uh, hadn't tried that, so it's good to know. It is very easy because you sign into the app. You don't have to sign back in. It works really good. Well, that's good. On good. the negative side, Bill. You experienced the same thing I experienced on Saturday trying to baseball game when there's a robotics convention or competition <laughs> going on in in the in Beard Eves when there's a 5K run that ends up at the state football stadium when game days in town and basket yeah game day so uh, I would like to receive a little bit of advance notice I may have missed it but. I get emails for everything else, especially, hey, can you send me more money? Uh, so <laughs> yeah, they, like they did not, as far as I know, Tex, <laughs> yeah, they did not They did not include anything about uh, uh, some of the other things that were going on that, that would uh, make parking scarce. Yeah, yeah and no And that's being kind. Scarce so, is, is being and kind. And that's the first time I would just take. Look, I, hey, the, new, the outside of the football facility is beautiful along with that walk that takes you a while to get over to the baseball stadium. (laughs) (laughs) I got to see a little terrain that I haven't seen. Besides that, you know, I'm not going to get the the basketball team. So I wanted to ask Coach Dunn. Coach Dunn, you've had teams that were very talented before, 
who just didn't play very well on a, on a certain day. Correct. What do, you, what do you attribute that to? Well, you know, Bill and I were talking uh, earlier. We had such a big win on Wednesday, you know, just unbelievable. Beat a team that was one of the hottest in the country in South Carolina. Uh, you know, television game, we were hitting everything we put up. Just destroyed them. Then you have game day coming. You have a lot of distractions. There's still kids. That's what you worry about as a coach. You know, keep, how do you keep it going? And we just miss shots. And that in basketball, that happens. In football, yeah, there's some days we, we just didn't have the juice or whatever you want to call it. I can't explain it. I wish I could because I'd still be coaching and making millions and millions. <laughs> but it's just something uh-huh. that, it's just something that happens and that's why it's sports and you know the old saying that's why you keep score. But you know, it was just it was a it was a setup for an upset. It just everything was going so well and we played so good on, on Wednesday. I wonder, you know, Don, uh there were there were some folks talking about how Kentucky has played better away from home. Yes. And that they they feel the pressure more at home. Now, Auburn has played so well at home, but maybe the expectations where everybody's thinking, well, they're they're gonna win by is it gonna be Double is it gonna be yeah. twenty or only ten that Auburn's gonna win by yeah. and game day and everything and, yeah. and maybe you just get a little too tightly wound. Yeah, it's 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 hard to keep them focused. Not read everything with so. See, I didn't have to deal with social media too much back mm-hmm. when I coached, but they see and hear everything. Everybody's patting them on the back. You know, Kentucky's down. Uh, we're going to kick their butts. We're going to win the conference. You know, game day's here. The two best announcers and and basketball's calling the game. You got the uh, the big tents going on. It, it's just as a coach, you're a nervous wreck, and and it it happened. We got upset, but hey, we'll bounce back. Uh, I believe that too, and I tell you, we don't respond very well to the grab and hold defense that some <laughs> teams run against us. <laughs> yeah, I felt like Kentucky's guards guarded better than they have all year. You know, I watch a lot of basketball, oh. SEC especially, and uh, yeah. they got after us. I mean, from the very the very first possession, uh, I think uh, Wagner's his name, I believe, yeah, DJ. was right in our face. Mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen him do that all year. So, who knows? Hey, a little, real, I know you're coming up on Jake Crane, so I'm not going to get in the way of him. Is uh, The baseball team, uh, we had a couple fielding errors, which I think will work themselves out. Mm-hmm. But we swing the bats extremely well. We run as good, if not better, than a team I can remember. Yeah, you're right. I'll throw, one, I'll throw a name back to you. They have they have multiple Robert Sorrells and Johnny Tut. <laughs> yep. Uh, if you weren't around in the '80s, you won't understand. But if you could watch those two guys, man, run, those guys could, could really run. Like run. Yep. So uh, it's it's fun, and I think we pitched the ball extremely well. And I think Gonzo is going to be much better his second, third, and fourth outings mm-hmm. than he was this past. I year. agree. All right, guys. Thanks. Thank Good you. stuff, Tex. Yeah, I, I think a couple of the errors that Auburn made, um, I are guys that I expect to, uh, to 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 be very very good defensively. So hopefully that's just a, you know some opening weekend, uh, just either jitter or something like that. Um, because yeah, I, I don't think that the expectation is that this team is going to struggle 
uh, in the field either. All right, we'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Jake Crane of Crane & Company joins us on the other side. Stick with us here on the Tuesday Drive. or email the drive at espnau.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Tuesday afternoon. It's Bill and Coach Don Dunn here in the studio with Drew at the controls. And we're now going to head to the drive hotline sponsored by Skybar and welcome in Jake Crane from Crane and Company. Jake, how you doing today, man? Uh, doing good, Bill. Uh, just uh, getting ready for a, another big week. Uh, obviously, a lot going on pretty much everywhere right now in sports, including college football. So, no, man, it's rocking and rolling. Yeah, you're right. We'll get into it. All right, let, let's, uh, let's start with, uh, with football, with the uh, announcement today that the College Football Playoff Committee adjusting the plan there. And it makes a whole lot of sense with, you know, the, with the Pac-12 basically disintegrating that uh, we're not going to have the automatic bids for the Power 5 champions and the top group of five. We're just going to take the top five ranked conference champs and seven wild cards. I think that's uh, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, well, look, I, I thought the perfect number was eight because uh, I know they're going to expand it when, once they see how much money this thing oh, makes. Oh, you know it. It's going to be duds, especially early. I was hoping maybe we could go from like eight to ten to twelve because you know once I think when you when you get past twelve, uh, then you start messing with the regular season. I don't think they're going to add games to the regular season uh, because of you know quote unquote player safety. So what do they do? Take away the conference championship? No. Uh, I mean, do, do they take away a regular season game? So I, I just think once you get past twelve, then then you start risking messing with the regular season. But if you're going to have twelve. Uh, I, I think this five-seven format's the best way. Really, what it is 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 all you know the Power Four that used to be the Power Five yep. before the Pac-12 disintegrated. They'll all get in, and then it's going to be a fight for that fifth highest-ranked conference. Will it be the Mountain West? Will it be the American? Will it be the Sun Belt? You know, I think that's going to be interesting. So, look, if you're going to go to 12 teams, I do think this is the best format. Uh, I just thought eight was the perfect number. I also like the fact that they didn't say the Power Four are going to get the automatic first-round buys. They probably will, but it leaves it open for a uh, smaller conference champion that is higher ranked to get a buy. Yeah, well, not only that, I mean, you know, you could end up having a team that wins the – because, again, we define conference champion by the team that wins Wins the the conference championship. Game, yes. yeah, the conference championship game, yes. It's not like basketball, baseball, where you have a regular season champion and then you play a tournament. So, uh, look, at the end of the day, you could end up having a team that, that you know, goes 9-3 and three that, that wins the conference championship game that, you know, maybe a, a seven seed or something like that. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that can happen. I like that flexibility uh, because at the end of the day, uh, the, the 12 best teams per se, which there'll always be an argument for 13, just like there's an argument for 60, the 69th best team, in the NCAA basketball tournament, but but I, I do like the way it's set up. And and one of the things, uh, I don't know that every conference has announced that they're doing this, this but the way the SEC is now going to handle the conference championship game, they're just going to take the top two teams. You're not going to have uh, you, you, you're not going to have to be concerned about uh, a Western or an Eastern division winner that might have four losses playing in the conference championship game. And, and that is also going to lessen the possibility of the team that loses the conference championship game of being completely knocked out of the playoffs. 
Yeah, look, I mean, it's, I mean, it's going to make every game interesting down the stretch, right? Now, now that kind of game between a, a nine and two, you know, Tennessee versus, you know, maybe some, you know, Mississippi State that's that's, you know, five and six. You got to win that game to maybe have a chance to still win a national championship. I mean, it's going to make every game uh, more important down the stretch, other than just trying to finish out the season or, or go to the best bowl possible. You, you're still in the fight. You know, the, the, I, I was more excited about divisions being taken away from the SEC. And, and again, they're one of the last conferences to do this. Yes. I mean, we've seen most of the major conferences go away from divisions. And to me, that's the, the whole point of, of having a conference championship uh, game is that the two best teams. Excuse me. Should play in it. I mean, we don't. We had a situation where you know the Big Ten East, Michigan and Ohio State were clearly, and really Penn State were the top three teams in that league. Well, since all the all the bad teams were on one side, we didn't get the two best teams. So I like no divisions. Uh, I think that you know the scheduling ability to play each team on the road and at home through a four-year career, so we don't have these twenty-year droughts. I think is fantastic as well. And now with seven with seven wild cards or at large teams, that uh, that increases the possibility of an SEC or a Big Ten getting three, maybe even four teams in. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, you know, just go back to this past year. Look, look at LSU that that finished nine and three with the Heisman winner at quarterback. Again, it's anything that keeps teams around longer to be able to still win the whole thing uh, is is going to draw crazy interest just because we haven't seen before and it makes it more compelling but your season isn't over if you start out you know oh and two or you're struggling early you can still fight your way back and have a chance to make the 12th team oh absolutely and now uh uh we'll get to basketball here momentarily i mean we're we're seeing spring practice just about everywhere a lot more coaching moves here in the in the in the last week or so it looks like Kalen DeBoer's about got his staff together. Hugh Freeze has his. We're seeing more and seeing more and more. We talked about it, and I know we've talked about this uh, multiple times with you, Jake. But I mean, you're seeing more and more of the group of five smaller coaches, uh, head coaches, or their coordinators. Uh, you know, jumping at the opportunity to move up if they can't make it to the NFL to move to the uh, bigger schools as just assistant coaches. Yeah, well, look, I think it just shows you that some of these coaches, and, and look, every coaching job, and, and Coach Dunn will tell you this too, I, I believe he'll agree with me here, every job is circumstantial, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Correct. Jeff Halfley at Boston College, going to be a, a coordinator in the NFL. He was on the hot seat next year at BC, uh, and if he didn't win probably eight games, they were going to fire him. Coach Elliott at Georgia State, a lot of pressure on him to have a better year next year than what they did last year because they didn't really meet expectations. But I think it tells you these coaches see the separation of the power five and the group of five coming down the pipe. So if you're able to kind of get in while the getting's good and you may be on the hot seat back home at a group of five, nothing wrong with with jumping and and taking a coordinator job. And we all know you get a coordinator job in the SEC, I mean, you're one step away from from being a head coach at a pretty high level. So I I think they're, you know, they're kind of telling you a little bit what's coming down the pipe. But – Every job is circumstantial. That's why when everybody's like, oh, no, college football coaches are leaving left and right. No, it's just we're seeing new paths get carved. I think the Chip Kelly thing was an anomaly. I I really believe that. But uh, I think we're going to see a separation sooner than later. And a lot of those positions, uh, it's not like they're uh, taking a huge hit to the salary either. No. I mean, look, they're not going, and no offense, but they're not going to be the lead to be the OC at McNeese State. 
<laughs> I mean, you're going to like South. I mean, listen, look what Sean Lewis did. I mean, he's the. I think he kind of started this. He's the head coach at Kent State. Takes leaves Kent State to be the offensive coordinator for Deion Sanders at Colorado. Gets demoted halfway through the season. Still gets the head coaching job uh, at San Diego State. So he, he kind of got that ball rolling, and then you see more and more coaches uh, do it. So look, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, new new paths get carved all the time. We're just seeing kind of a new one. Yeah, and he probably wouldn't have gotten that San Diego State job had he stayed at Kent State as the head man. So no, I, no, that's a great point. Probably not. All right, let's let's talk a little basketball, man. It's uh, painful for Auburn fans to uh, to talk a lot about basketball now after that performance this past Saturday. What is it with game day? The last two games Auburn's lost at Neville Arena have been with game day in town. Yeah, look here's here's where I'm at with with as as now that we've had success at Auburn in basketball, like, like I'm I'm kind of starting starting to figure out like you can't get too high or too low during the regular season. It is, it is a game where, you know, at the end of the day, you just want to be playing your best ball at the end. What, what, what I think happened against Kentucky, number one, we struggled to shoot. Trey Donaldson can't get in foul trouble no. because we lose all our scoring production at point guard. I don't think the point guards had an assist. They the did whole, not. Get the they ball did in. not. Yeah, we couldn't get the ball inside. Jalen Williams, you know, wasn't able to get to his spots. And then when he did get there, you know, we, we couldn't hit. But we had open shots. I mean, we shot, what, 18% from three at home? Uh, so, look, it's basketball. Heck, I mean, the game before against South Carolina, we couldn't miss. We, we, I mean, we, I don't think we missed. So, I'm not panicking. Uh, Jalen Williams being healthy was the you know, best news that our, you know, being out in just a couple weeks mm-hmm. as opposed to being out for even longer is huge. Look, this team this team's going to be fine. It just Let's just be playing good at the right time. Well, now they they're, they're fortunate. Um, I mean, it's tough to lose Jalen for a while, but they're fortunate that they don't have a midweek game, and Bruce Pearl's got yeah. a got an opportunity to try to see what they can do to replace Jalen here and and hopefully build uh, you know build things back here before the end of the regular season. Well, you know, with the, with the Jalen Williams injury, you almost feel like you're stealing a week, right? They said uh-huh. a couple weeks probably for him. You know, you're you're kind of he's obviously Auburn plays Saturday at Georgia in in a big game, and and that's going to be tough. It's, it's tough to win anywhere on the road. Uh, but but I think by the time he gets back, you know, Auburn will be back in kind of the meat uh, of the schedule and what's going on. But yeah, look, uh, it's seen. I think every SEC team outside of of one team has, and I think it was Vanderbilt against Tennessee, maybe has won the game coming off. Their, their bye week, uh, as you could say. Auburn needs it. Yeah, they're deep, uh, but we're getting deeper in the season, and, and I think this week off, a chance to reset, a chance to be angry. You know, that mm-hmm. it really sits in your gut for that whole week with all the, you know, the people that showed up and, and you know, and not, you know, going in your favor. I, I think you'll see a very fresh, very inspired, and to be honest with you, probably pretty upset Auburn team next Saturday. Meanwhile, I mean, a big, big week for Alabama as the Tide hosts Florida tomorrow night and then go to Lexington Saturday. Yeah, well, it's funny. When Bama plays Kentucky, Kentucky won't be able to make a shot, and they'll just look like Kentucky looked the whole year on defense. But, <laughs> no, look, this, this Alabama team's good. Here's the problem that Alabama's <clears throat> going to run into, and to be honest with you, it's what they've run into every year with NATO to the NCAA tournament. It's why they can't make deep runs. At some point, you're going to run into a team that is able to slow you down and play their style of ball and limit your shots, and you're not going to shoot 70% from three. It's going to, we watched, I've watched San Diego State do it. I watched UCLA do it. 
this this style is great over the long term when, when you look at kind of the, the way it works out. But in a tournament where you got to win six games in a row, that one game where you don't shoot well against that you know team that's probably named after a saint that that plays the slowest tempo and they got some seven foot three guy from Slovenia that nobody knows about. Like that, that's what gets them. So look, we'll see. Again, they're a really good team. I'm going to take the over in the Bama Florida game. I can promise you that. Yeah, well, that's the old uh, live by the three, die by the three. Meanwhile, you know, I looked at at Kentucky. Before Alabama comes in, they go to Baton Rouge tomorrow night. I I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if if LSU gives them more than they're more than they're wanting. After the way again, just like Auburn's going to be down trying to get back after a big loss, uh-huh. Kentucky's going to be riding high. Yep. With a young team that's going to play an LSU team that just had a massive season-saving win at South Carolina by one at the end, and they've got a pretty manageable schedule, talking about LSU here down the stretch, uh, that if they could make a run, they're still in this thing a little bit. So it's going to be tough going down there and playing. But, look, I mean, Bill, this is the new SEC, man, in basketball. There isn't a a night off. There is no easy venue to play in. And and that's what happens when you make a commitment to something. Yeah, and that the entire league really has. Great stuff, as always, Jake. Uh, tell everybody what you got going, what's uh, what's coming up on Crane & Company, and for those that uh, you know haven't found it yet, how they can. Yeah, uh, well, first off, welcome home uh, if you haven't found us. But, uh, yeah, so <laughs> we're easy to find. Go to YouTube. It's, it's Crane & Company, C-R-A-I-N and Company. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. We go live each weekday morning. 6.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. Central. We do live calls, have a live chat. That's a lot of fun. Um, and uh, if you can't catch us live, we stay on there, so you can watch it after. Looking forward to it. Uh, great stuff again, Jake. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, have a great week. We'll talk to you again next time. Sounds good, man. Y'all have a good one. All right, Jake Crane. Crane and Company joining us as he does every Tuesday afternoon. We need to get to our final break of the afternoon. Still time for you to join in. Again, the Drive Hotline sponsored by Skybar, 334-321-1390. Come on in here on the Tuesday Drive. Calling all cool cats and daddios. Dixie Electric Plumbing and Air is searching for the oldest AC and water heater. If your systems have been rocking around the clock for more years than you'd like to admit,